Welcome to this Holy Week Chapel. During this week, all around the world, followers of Jesus will remember the struggle that Jesus endured as he took on the pain and the suffering of the world. In this week, we too join with Jesus' followers and do our best not to ignore the suffering, not only the suffering of Jesus, but the suffering of our fellow brothers and sisters with whom we share this life. This is a time of solidarity and a time of anticipating hope, anticipating life. We hope for life in the face of death. We hope for peace in the face of war. We hope for love in the face of hate. We hope for freedom in the face of persecution. We hope for wholeness in the face of brokenness. We hope for clarity in the face of muddled thinking. And we hope for calm in the face of storm. And so today, as we come together to sing and to pray and to give voice to our deepest longings, we come asking that we might live in hope in the face of the struggles that surround us. And Jesus said, I will be with you only a little longer. A new commandment I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. And Jesus said, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. If you love me, you will do what I say, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept the spirit of truth because it neither sees her nor knows her, but you know her, for she lives with you and will be in you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. For I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me, you can do nothing. I have said this to you so that you may have peace. In the world you face persecution, but take courage. I have overcome the world.
invite you to join in singing What Wondrous Love Is This? It'll be projected. It's also found on page number 530 in the hymnal. message from Melissa Zare. She's a junior biology and pre-physical therapy major from Tiscawa, Illinois, 
and she'll be sharing a personal story of healing and hope. All right, I'm going to tell you the perfect story. How many of you believe that? Perfect is impossible, which is something I had to learn. I decided to share my story with you today because of how meaningful stories can be in our lives. These stories tell of times that shape us and form us into a person that we are today. At first, I was often hesitant to tell people about this, but I've started to share it with more people, and now I will today. The first major obstacle that I had to overcome was the push towards perfectionism. Many times throughout high school, people would tell me that my family was perfect, which was not true in any way. Something may seem perfect on the outside, but this does not mean that there is plenty of imperfection on the inside. Through people's idea of, ideas of me as being perfect, I began to develop the mentality that I should be perfect, which is impossible. This perfectionism did not become a problem until my sophomore year. The summer before my sophomore year here at Goshen, I developed a more, more of a negative attitude towards starting school. I had found out that my best friend could not live in the dorms and that I would be taking three hard classes that I did not want to take. I was not interested in them at all. They were developmental vertebrae biology, calculus, and organic chemistry. All of these I had to take for my major, which is biology. So I arrived at school early with my negative attitude and I started training for cross country. This was the first time uh, doing a sport in college that I had not trained for very much in the summer. I also had to be at school early for Senate and I also worked on the day, at the daycare. All of these took up a lot of time and I was pretty busy. During cross country season, I started to have some problems with my knee and hip and I also felt like my iron was low, which happened in high school, and so I felt like I couldn't run as well as I wanted to. The, the perfectionism was sneaking up on me. I also had been running more than I ever had in my life and wasn't enjoying it, which was what I look for in running. Also, being involved in Senate, I was really intimidated by the other members and felt like I wasn't very helpful at all. I started comparing myself with them and started thinking that they were probably better than me. But I should keep trying or maybe even try harder. In my classes, which were hard, I wanted to get all A's so that I could get into grad school easier. Um, so I studied a lot and was making all A's in my classes, which was my goal. However, I was completely miserable. I had a negative attitude toward everything. I hated everything. I also started to push God out of my life. I was trying to rely on myself to get me through the semester, which what I needed was God's strength and guidance. I left God in the back of my head and tried to deal with my anxiety and stress alone, but I could not do it. I remember I would call home to my parents every day and cry about how hard of a time I was having with dealing with everything. I was having a hard time being a middle person in a relationship between two of my friends, and I did not know how I could do anything to make it better. I started to see Char, but my anxiety just kept getting worse, and I felt the same about life. But she did help me to make some important decisions. Also, during this time, I slowly started to shut everyone out of my life. My twin, my best friends, 
my family, all my friends, and a guy from high school I was talking to. I stopped getting on Facebook. I stopped texting people back, concentrating on school and reaching that perfect goal that I had set were my top priorities. With these priorities, I kept worrying. I wasn't able to trust myself. And the anxiety and depression just would not go away, affecting everything from my, relations, my relationships to my appetite. Finally, there was only one month left in the semester, and I could not find any strength left in me to continue through. My thoughts kept going back to leaving and how I just wanted to get out of here. I distinctly remember taking a test and thinking that there was no point because I would just fail it, and I was going to leave school anyway, so why did it matter? However, I ended up getting an A on it, and I never knew how. This would happen over and over again because I did not trust myself at all, and I thought there was no way I knew the answers. My perspective on life was negative, and I finally made the decision to leave school. When I was making this decision to take a break or drop out, I thought this was the worst decision I had ever made. I was ashamed and felt like I had failed and thought life would not go on. After being away from school, I was able to find a more realistic viewpoint on my decision. I realized that taking a break from school changed my attitude and outlook on life. I then was able to see that leaving was the best thing I could have done for myself. I remember my dad telling me early on that something good would come out of this situation. He would tell me probably every day, but I had a hard time believing it. Time and space away from school helped me to realize how important and helpful my decision actually was. I realized that people wouldn't think less of me because I, have left, because I had left, but they would care about me and love me. I had finally understood that I needed to take a step back, relax, and trust that God would bring me through this because he knows my future. During this time, I was able to better understand how important relationships are in my life. I became closer to my dad when I was home, and this helped me to see that something good was coming from this time. I am so thankful for all the people in my life. I was trying to make a decision on what I should do the next semester, and I thought about going far away to a place where I could start over completely and no one would know me, someplace like Canadian Mennonite University or something. However, I decided to come back to Goshen, a place where I absolutely loved my friends and where I felt I should be. I then returned to Goshen the next semester with a completely new and positive attitude. I started trusting God and believing that he would take care of me, so I did not have to worry so much or even at all. I made new friends and strengthened old relationships. I became more outgoing and I would talk to people that I had not known before. As for studying, I maybe could have studied more, but I was tired of it from the fall, so I didn't. But my classes were classes that I was interested in, and this helped me a lot. I planned to go to Guatemala in the summer for alternative SST, but I remember I was a little hesitant about it. I did not want to get overly anxious and stressed out when I was down there. I remember that my New Year's resolution was to have a better outlook on life, to give more hugs because I love hugs, and to never go through what I had just been through again. So I went to Guatemala and I loved it. I spent the first two months studying Spanish 
making my accent completely flawless. Just kidding, that's not true at all. Um, I also learned about the history and culture and loved seeing the places that I heard about in class. My host family was wonderful, and I had four brothers, two which lived at home, and I adopted them, and they helped me with my Spanish and communicating. We would also play soccer and run together, so that was great, great too. However, every once in a while, I would worry about using the right Spanish words, but I would end up praying and asking for help. One particular time, and this happened more than once, I remember that my host mom came in and asked me about what I had just been thinking about and what I was worried about, which was something like laundry, which seems pretty small in the grand scheme of things, but pretty important at the time. I thought about how God truly is an awesome God, and I felt a sense of peace and did not have to worry at all because he had everything under control. I then knew that God was with me, and I did not need to worry or be anxious about anything, which I am blessed to have no stress or anxiety today, and I thank, I thank God every day for that blessing. Not worrying, worrying reminds me of the verse from Matthew 6, 34, which says, Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. I also found a quote that I really like that says, today is the tomorrow you worried about yesterday, which is saying that time continues on regardless of worrying, and worry does not help anything. My experience in Guatemala showed me how to trust God even more and how I could form new relationships with the strength God has given me. I want to be able to direct my want to follow Christ into my profession by serving others through physical therapy. Throughout this story, I learned that the pressure to be perfect should not dictate my life. I could change my attitude anytime I want or wanted to make it better or worse, and that I know through God all things are possible. Thanks. Straight the past that could get 
We now invite you to continue in this time of reflection in two different ways. Well, three, really. We're going to be singing some songs, and that is one way for you to enter in, is to join in the singing. We'll also allow for uh, anointing and invite you to come to one of four different spots for anointing. There will be someone here and here and here. No, here and here and here, and then there's a station back here if you want to anoint each other. In anointing, we offer ourselves before God and physically receive a touch of oil that helps us to be aware of Christ's presence and today the hope that Christ offers us. And in the front circle, there is a cross and a basket with paper in it and pencils. And I invite you to come forward and write on those papers your prayers, your petitions for hope. There's a basket near the base of the cross, and you're invited to put those prayers in that basket, symbolically offering them to God. So let's begin by singing the um, Teze song, Jesus Remember Me. This is a very simple song that repeats over and over again and invites you to enter into this meditatively and thoughtfully. It's number, found in number 247 in the hymnal, if you want to use the hymnal. 
I invite um, Sarah and Melissa and Bob to the spots for anointing. And again, there's a table over here if you want to anoint each other.
in these days that are sacred, holy days, we invite you to be especially attentive to the presence of God with you and in you. May you not turn away from the suffering that you endure and the suffering of those around you and the suffering of those all around the world and indeed the suffering of Jesus during this week. But may you hold that suffering with an awareness of hope. May you be inspired and filled with Christ's presence. As we close, please join in singing, I heard the voice of Jesus say, and your hymnal is found on number 493. Play it through once.